A big welcome back to the FPL Fellas pod. So the international break, finally the last one to stop this breaks in in the best game in the world. So, um, you know, fantasy football, we're back into the good stuff. And I mean, the thing that I always love after an international break is kind of looking at your team and just going like, oh, shit. (laughs) There's <laughs> so many problems to sort out. That's me. Um, yeah. yeah, I think we're, we're all pretty similar pages with that. So, I mean, we can talk about the last game week uh, just very briefly because it feels like a long time ago. Um, so how did you guys get on? Yeah, what was that? It's been two weeks since last game? Something yeah. like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, 82 points. It was the stinker, the all stinkers. The only one that kept me alive was Holland and Bowen and Salah. How was that Pedro 82. 82 is good. Yeah, because, yeah, but it was only because, like, what's it called? Only, like, nobody else got many points. It was like four so players. Like, that was about I got 85 and I was pumped about that. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, good, strong green arrow with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, was, it, was, it was all right. But yeah. Um, how, but how yeah, about you? Sorry, guys? Keep going. Thomas, get ahead. 82 points. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I had 85, my brother Pierce. Um, I, I thought that was pretty good. Um, Shimmer Cast was huge for me considering I almost burst him. Um, I sort of kept him in the squad out of pure frustration. I was just like, I didn't want to have to make, I didn't want to put Van Heck in um, and then regret it later on. So I was just like, you know what, the mental aspect of it, I'm just going to let Simicast sit and it was a blessing. So, um, but yeah, Salah did me all right, 16, didn't captain, but Haaland got me the exact same anyway. Um, yeah, Watkins, Saka picked up a little bit of points, but other than that, it was pretty much three players that got all their points this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got I got seventy eight, so slightly less than you guys, but I had I made a disaster transfer in the end. I brought in Livermento zero points and benched him Oof. and benched Simicast for him, so that cost me fifteen points. So seventy eight was a decent game week. That really cost me a very good game week, but I still had guys like Dallo. Dallow's been incredible for me like a clean sheet coming up clutch um and diaby as well good assist uh, and yeah obviously the usual guys Salah, harlan watkins darwin um but yeah that was a very frustrating one but next week beckons let's put that behind me uh so I had a few, i've actually done my transfers this week because of price changes um so my key issue was umberma rising and Matoma falling. So my decision was between Mbermo and Palmer. And I decided on Mbermo in the end. Because, I mean, oh. I think... I definitely think Palmer has the better fixture this week. But next week, Mbermo has... So Mbermo this week is Arsenal at home. Palmer has Newcastle away. I actually think that's a decent fixture for Palmer. Um, but I think the thing is, is next week, Mbermo has Luton at home versus Chelsea have... Brighton. So I think that's a, a lot easier fixture. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've decided for Umbermo, but yeah, Palmer's also in my in my mind to replace Diaby when after that Bournemouth game. Because I think Diaby's been decent for me, but I, I'm very happy to downgrade and bring in Palmer. Yeah, I like that. I think he's... And actually, the, so sorry, yeah, the other transfer I did as well, a bit of a rogue one. So I, as I mentioned with Dallow, been a legend for me, but I've actually I think his fixtures have now turned, and United 
the defense was never that good. They just had really good fixtures and they they smashed it, got the clean sheets that I wanted. But now I've moved him on to Timothy Castagna. Uh, Interesting, right? Interesting. So I'll tell you some of the fixtures that I'm going to play him for are Wolves at home, Forest at home, West Ham at home, Burnley at home, Bournemouth. And I think for that run of games, that's six out of eight where he has great home fixtures. And Fulham, when, you know, you look at their defensive numbers recently and in the last sort of five to ten games, their defensive XGA is on par with Liverpool and Brentford. So, honestly, they're, they're, as we were talking about for a long time, Fulham aren't a team's target. And, in fact, their defence has really sharpened since, you know, Polina's returned, since, you know, uh, Leno's always been good in goals. I just think he's a good defender. Castagna gets in the box, loads of touches in the box. Uh, so, yeah, good for an attacking outlet too. Yeah. Yeah, I've absolutely. I've had Castagna in the past. He's done me um, pretty solidly. He's been one of those, like, two, three-week cameo-type players uh, and got me some mm-hmm. points. He's he's not very... He doesn't... He Like you said, he's in the box all the time and he takes a lot of touches, but he never gets any shots off. Slash, like, oh, doesn't man. have doesn't have the stats for shots, which is the only thing that puts me off him. But he is... He's a good creative threat, big time. Um, yeah. No, for sure. For sure. I, I, I do like... I mean, all those touches. Specific I mean, exactly. With those good fixtures, it kind of just means when it's against weaker teams, you spend more time in the box, which means you get a bit of, you're putting yourself in a better position for him to get lucky, right? Yeah. And we know that like, Fulham are a weird one. Like One week, they might just get pumped 3-1 in a game that you expect them to be involved in. But, you know, the other week will be 2-0 and uh, a goal and assist for your defender. Like, it, yeah. I'm, I'm fully on the kind of go random with Fulham. I think if you're going to do Fulham, I don't even think fixtures... Like, I... I would push for a good fixture run, but like almost doesn't even matter. Fulham is just a weird side that I can't, I can't put my tongue, like I can't put a point on and be like, this is how good they are. This is who they're going to be. This is who they're not. They're kind of just there and they compete, yeah. they compete every game. If I, if I'm honest though, if I was to pick, if I was to go for someone similar like that, four point, whatever, 4.4, 4.5 is he? Um, I, I think I'd actually go Ainori instead. I'm sure you looked at Ainori. Yeah, that's, that was my decision. Yeah, that, that yeah. was my decision. Um, I, I, think uh, I, I agree. I think really, I really, really interesting. Yeah, I agree. He's a really good actor, super high up the pitch, and I think he's techie as well. He's, yeah. I think he's a really, really good footballer. Yeah, uh, better like a better technical player than like a Castagna or whatever. But my problem with him is Wolves do have fullbacks, and I think when you get into this Christmas period where there's three games a week, I'd rather someone who's just 100% nailed because an eight nerry easily, easily can just come out for a game that you want yeah. him in. And then you have issues because my bench isn't that good. You just want someone that is just going to play and you don't have to think about it. Yeah, no, that's, that's completely fair. Also, the Wolves have been pretty poor at the back. Um, well, yeah. I, it's kind of weird. I wouldn't say they've been poor, but they've let in basically just one goal every match they've played, um, at least. So, like, they're just allergic to clean sheets, but it's not like they're letting four goals a game. Um, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that changes. Um, but I know I'm expecting a goal or assist to come very decently soon. Yeah, yeah, like it was like very unlucky United. I saw had a, yeah. had a one on one that he missed. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's really really high up. His positioning generally is just very high up. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like you said before. So, but I don't know. I think those are probably the two most interesting four point something options. If you're not going to get a simple route of a of a Cole Will or someone like that, who's um you know yeah. cheap cheap on a good team but offers nothing else other than that. Well, Cole. I'd say I'd say the Chelsea midfielders, which we can get to, 
um, are probably the way to go if you want to do it right now. Because I just yeah. don't, I think their fixtures are probably a bit hard for the defence. Like Newcastle away, Brighton at home, United away. I don't think that's great for the defence, but it's really good for the attack. So yeah, um, guys like Palmer, and if you already have Palmer, I was just talking to Pierce before the, the, we started. I think Sterling is a great double up. Um, so, I mean, for someone like DRB right now, he's got good fixtures, but when that fixture run ends, I'd be very happy to bring in um, Sterling to to for that United away game. I'd be very happy, yeah. happy to do that. Yeah, I'll second that, Tom. I'm thinking Man United game week 15 away is probably the time to look in doing uh, some Chelsea assets. I think everyone's going to have Cole Palmer. He's going to be that player we were discussing before where he's owned by 100% of teams because he's 5 mil, 5.1 mil, starts, gets involved, and is taking pens. So apart from him, you definitely want to have either a Reese James or you want to have uh, Raheem Sterling. And I'm, I think we're still on the wait and see button with Nkunku. Maybe this weekend he he comes out and plays, but he's someone to definitely keep an eye on because he's like, what, seven mil or something like that? Yeah. Um, I mean, so, I think yeah. the thing is with Nkunku right now is I wouldn't be bringing him into my FPL team, but all he does is when he's fit, because, because of him coming back from a long injury, you can't see him playing like a load of minutes. But what he yeah, does absolutely. do is when he plays is that he'll increase the value of your Palmers, of your Sterlings. Because um, obviously he's got way better creative threat to help, you know, give these guys more chances or put away chances that they that they create. So all that means is that those guys who are ninety minute men and play every game will just become better. Yeah, yeah. Pierce, I <clears throat> I imagine that Nkunku's probably going to steal penalties off Palmer, won't it? Even though Palmer's put away like three or four. And I mean, Nkunku is a penalty taker. He has been for his career, and like, and he's a good one as well. Um. Do you think that happens immediately, or do you think it's a, a wait? I've I've no clue. We haven't even watched him play in the prem yet, so yeah. I, I, I as of right now, I don't think so. I think I think Hotch is the type of guy he wants to give his young players confidence and stuff like that. Like if he was really about I'm giving my goal scorer like penalties and stuff, Nico Jackson would have been on pens. Um, no, it's not if even about going, that. If we're if we're going down, down that route. No, um, more, I don't even think Cuckoo was brought in for a lot of money, and he's also a, a confident and and trusted penalty. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah but I, I think, think it, you, I think it might take a while for him. Palmer, to Palmer is now the tried and tested. Yeah, yeah. Buried every pen, including a ninety fourth minute equaliser against City. Like against his old I think he's club, shown yeah. he's shown he's got you know ice in his veins for penalties, which is, I mean, once you've proven that you're you're able to do a penalty like that. I think there's absolutely no reason to be taken off it. Like, Nkunku could be good, but we know that Palmer's really good. So, yeah, I, I mean, it should be you, you take until you until you miss, pretty much. Um, yeah, especially especially if you're a good a good taker, which he's kind of proven. Um, and also, it's yeah. been it's been huge for his confidence as well as a player having those pens because I know he's only scored pens, but you can see from when he scored that first pen, he's really just gone and. He's, really got, cemented he's, he's definitely way more confident as well. Like he, he seems to be enjoying his yeah. football a lot more as well. So, like I think yeah. I saw, I saw his non-penalty xG was still zero point five, which, which just shows that like a non-pen goal is coming. Like it, yeah. the pens are good, but they're not even needed at that price. He's all, like, even if he didn't have pens, he would still be a really good asset. But the pens make him absolutely essential. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, I, I think he's honestly essential into people's teams uh, come next week. This week, you can go away yeah, from yeah. just because of Newcastle away, but Brighton and Man U are both very solid fixtures for, for getting goals. Um, 
and mm-hmm. just at his price, trusting that he will play basically eighty five minutes above every game, and he's on pens. It's just it's pretty much a no brainer. It's just like a simple thing to do to open up money for rest squad. So I, I doubt anyone, any one of us three, won't have him by like game week fourteen or fifteen, but. He'll be in every every everyone that plays this game yeah. seriously will have him in their teams by a couple weeks at least. Yeah. Um but yeah, when Nkunku comes back, it will be interesting. I think like you said, Tom before, I think they're just gonna make he's Nkunku's just gonna slot in and make everyone better. That whole team's just gonna be better. And and generally I think you guys needed or you have needed a, a more focal point than Nico Jackson is because He's a focal point, but but other opposition defenders can sort of rely on Nico Jackson screwing up himself. Um, that they don't have to. Uh, it's not like in Cuckoo where you, you're freaking out every time he's on the ball that he's just going to do something so dangerous. Um, so yeah, I think it's good that you guys are going to have uh, a kind of a different threat. Um, I think this Chelsea squad's going to be really good. I think you'll easily. Push yeah, I mean, he's a, no matter what. Like they tried Enzo at number ten, he didn't really work. They've had Gallagher there, who's been better, but. I still wouldn't say he's like a top level number ten. So yeah, yeah. for sure. With uh, with Nkunku coming in, that's a completely, completely different dynamic player that yeah. offers so much more than um, your Gallagher's and your Enzo's yeah. in, in the number ten. So yeah, Chelsea, and especially even before he comes in, Chelsea have now really turned the corner. They're yeah. in. Um, looks like it's all. It was always going to take a bit of time for guys to gel, uh, and it was a completely new squad. And yeah, they're obviously clearly good players. You don't buy players worth 80 mil and they play two games and they're suddenly a rubbish. Just takes, always takes a bit of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. It is interesting though, because we're, we're now like, I mean, still on the topic of Chelsea is that we're now hitting a period that Poch hasn't experienced before. We've got Lavia coming back. We've got Reese James basically getting back to full fitness and Koku's coming back. Oh. Um, who else? Like uh-huh. a lot of the guys guys that were on the injuries oh Fafana's coming back as well yeah like he's now gonna see he's now going to start experiencing the bloated squad effect that Graham Potter had so I think going forward it's going to be very interesting to see how team selection goes because you have all these guys that are all pretty fantastic for their age all wanting to play and it's he only has 11 spots or 10 spots to pick to really because Robert yeah. Sanchez is going like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's going to sure. be very, very interesting. I think you'll see a lot of rotation happen, especially over uh, what's it called the run of fixtures in so, game week. On that, 50. on that note, would you say that Sterling and Palmer are ninety-minute men guaranteed, or do you, do you not think so? I think during the run from what December fifth onwards, where we're playing Everton, Sheffield, Wolves, Crystal Palace, and Luton, I think you can see a little bit of rotation coming in. Yeah. I think you're going to see Romeo Lavia come in probably. I think you're going to see Enzo mm-hmm. get dropped. Gallagher's probably going to play a bit more. No, nah, but just just the FPL option. So Sterling and Palmer. Do you think? Yeah, they're... yeah. I, I still, I, I think you can see probably Sterling get dropped more often than you'll see Cole Palmer get dropped. But yeah, I, okay. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think you'll see it once. You guys don't. You're not playing European football. It's not like it's not that deep. You, you should be playing. Yeah, he has, and he has like five no guys for one position. We know that Poch isn't a rotate, rotating guy anyway. He likes to put out pretty much the yeah. same team every single week. Um, Absolutely. I, I also, I do uh, – I think he relies big time on Sterling to be that experienced guy that um, kind of keeps a hold of that entire attack. Um, and Palmer's – yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. When you've got him come through there as well. 
Yeah, but in Kuku will be slowly so pushed the, in. I think Jackson next... and whoever whoever's the right winger is if it's Madueke or or Mudrik will yeah will will. Raise I mean that's the thing. I, th- I just don't think what, guys in... like uh, Madueke have done anything to really force a start. Like they can definitely. No, I think he's actually. I think that's a separate note. I think he's actually screwed, but that's that's an entirely different conversation not related to FPL. But that's so. what I mean. Like they, they don't have too much depth on the wings for Chelsea. So I think definitely the guys who are on form will probably stay. But I mean, on that, I think that you know, note, prob- you'll probably see Mudrick get more more face yeah. time than, yeah, than, than you used yeah. to. But yeah, I think overall, our point here is I think Chelsea are a very yeah. good team yeah. to target. They're definitely right very good. Even right now. For me, I went with Mbembe because I'd rather that Luton at home fixture next. But yep. I, I'm I'm scared that Palmer's going to punish me. That's all I can say. I still think he's very good. Um, yeah, Pierce, yeah moving, anyway. moving on from uh, Chelsea quickly, but last thing, Reese James is worth talking about. Um, how how does his... I mean, obviously, he's been getting forward a bit. We saw they got assist the, the other week against City. Um, but how do you think he's... Got two assists. In, yeah, oh, two assists. How do you think he's looked in... Uh, in the past few weeks compared to recent years? Um, I think he's been all right. I just, he's doing, he's getting that limited minutes treatment because he's still not fully up for it, you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah I think he's going to be in my wild card team coming in from game week 15. He's going to be, he already has a, a spot cemented, to be honest. Yeah. Because, you know what? Alan I think is definitely going to take him out around 65, 70 minutes. And then you might see a slight rotation every now and then. But like, I reckon you can really do with it. I reckon the move with Reese James is to wait till, to January and after the winter break because I just don't think with the three games a week he will play every game that's just not not yeah. possible with him especially now that you ha- actually have a right back cover so I think definitely because you have no European football you just bring him in in, in uh, game week 21 in January and then it's a game a week and he should be fine you, you know what yeah. I, I, I know he's I think that's fair. I think it's fine. But if I'm looking at the fixtures, it's really not that bad. Like, I, I understand it's Reese James, so it's like treating someone on a hospital bed. But he's <laughs> he's got Bryson at home next week where I would probably target or Manu away. And it's the 3rd of December, 6th of December, so three days. 10th of December, four days, which isn't that bad. Then six days, eight days, and then another three uh, in between the 27th and 30th, and then a 13-day break. So it's only playing between three days twice, and it's a month apart practically. It, it's it, without the European football, it makes it far, far, far easier. Um, yeah, and that for sure. I, he he might. I think I I would expect 65 minutes and get taken off, or even like we've seen a few times, 55 and taken off, which is a problem. I just think the the fixtures aren't so hard that they need him to start like you have gusto who's very very capable at right back end when you have this guy who is you know arguably chelsea's best player but he's just made of eggshell it's so unnecessary to risk him in potentially easier games that he's just not needed anyway i think we should move on from chelsea we've discussed yeah yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah uh but no i definitely think they were worth talking about there i think they're probably the Arguably the ones to target right now because their prices are so cheap. Oh, anyway, all I'm going to say is I think uh, I will be bringing them in for United away or Brighton. Big, a big question, yeah. big question this week. We haven't even discussed the big fixture, Liverpool versus City. Ooh, yeah. So, I mean, we can talk about captaincy here because that's going to be a big question. And we can also just talk about what, how you think the flow of the game will be because depending on your Liverpool assets, will you? what, what are you thinking? What do you guys think? It's, uh, I think probably still how I'm captain, right? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. I've, I've Seriously, got... you guys still getting nothing? Yeah. I, I'm Probably. not. I don't think I am. Um, I, I, I don't mind it at all. I think it's such a safe option. I, I mean, like I said, I've done it every single week this year. So, um, <laughs> nothing new to me if I go down the Holland route. But I do like Son, Villa, home. I, it does suck. Like, if Madison was in, it would be no question for me. And I'd 100% do Son at home to Villa. But it's a bit harder. The, the creative backing that Spurs usually have isn't really there. Um I'm worried about the people that are coming in instead of Madison. Um, and I don't I don't know if they'll be able to provide the same thing for Son. But to be fair, Son is just a direct player that's in behind a lot, like making good front front post runs. As long as there is space, I think Son will get chances. So I'm kind of just thinking I should stick to my guts and go go for Son there. But I think Holland is probably the best option, if we're really being honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to make a little bit of a case here for... Uh, Ollie Watkins as well oh, because yeah. I mean Ollie Watkins cap I think is pretty huge you know but I mean he played for England in the international break but he obviously didn't get insane minutes so he should be pretty fresh um, and then you're coming up against the Spurs team we mentioned their injuries but you know Romero out mm-hmm. Van der Ven out yeah. um, who else is out uh, Madison is obviously Adogi still carded Adogi might be out yeah Adogi might be out so I think with all those injuries, for sure, like they're really, really struggling with, um, with, with getting fit players out. And we've seen Villa are so good playing against a high line, which Spurs play, and they're pretty, they're fully fit. Villa, um, Ollie Watkins in insanely good form. He's going to get chances. Yeah. Um, I mean, and then compared to Haaland, right? I don't again would never ever back against Haaland to score here. But what's his ceiling against Liverpool? Liverpool have a very good record against City, even if they. Lose, I think that would definitely, definitely make it tough for them. Um, you can't see a Haaland hat trick here, um, like you can in like other, every other game week almost. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think when you want to chase the ceilings here, as we say, and go against Haaland, um, this week again, a great opportunity to do it because yeah. I think despite Haaland having a tough fixture, it makes it even harder for people to go against him because other people don't have a obviously good fixture either. So yeah, it may be a good opportunity to do it. Yeah, I, I I haven't yet this season, so I feel like if I'm gonna do it, you know, have a bit of fun. Um, this is this is the league. I mean, you can't you can't not mention Salah as well. Dallo, Salah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Salah Salah has a good, a very good record against City. Um, and obviously he's just Salah, so you can rely on it a bit, like you can rely on Holland. Um, but I'm, I'm going off that. If Darwin's playing, I don't like Salah. Um, said this a couple of times. I, I generally don't think he's a huge captaincy option unless um, unless Haaland has a really bad fixture. Well, this week is quite difficult for that. But uh, yeah, I would only captain Salah if Haaland really didn't have a good fixture. But like you said, Tom, I, I think on the Watkins-Son part, I think it's really difficult for me because I was... Generally, I think Villa are going to be the better team against Spurs, even though they're away, just because of like all you said, the the back line being in shambles is going to be difficult. Their, their backups are nowhere near as good. I mean, Eric Dyer is going to be like the main centre-back there, won't he? Um, and well, I, it's I Dyer and Ben Davies. So. Yeah, I don't have a lot of faith in Dyer as a, as a player, if I'm fully honest. I think he's decent. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's anything special. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to have to come down to the deadline for that. But I think... I mean, I might go rowdy and just go Watkins because, like you said, it, it should be good for both. I mean, it could be three-three, and yeah. and 
one of them will will do well, or both of them will do well, to be honest. I mean, that's the thing with Son as well. Son played 90 minutes in both games for Korea during the international break. Um, so obviously that's a really, really tough condition to get being out in Asia, playing two games, yeah. uh, all the humidity and that. Um, different breed this year, though. He's he's just running it. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, never easy doing a 13-hour flight from Shenzhen back to London, which we've <laughs> pretty much done. Brought some, um, fake, brought some fake goods with him. Yeah, exactly. He's gone gone shopping for some good fake computers. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think my, my mom's still got paintings of us from Shenzhen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I pictures think, of us. I think we all do. Um, but yeah, yeah everyone, but... everyone's done the fake art in Shenzhen. Oh, you got Tom, the, you remember you got the fake Jammy Beats as well. The headphones yeah. and all that. Yeah, 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 of course. But Lipton, you remember at the start of the year when Son like, posted all that? Because he had an awful year last year. And he, he posted at the start mm-hmm. of the year being like, He's like, I'm gonna. Well, I think it was in a video, it was in an interview or something. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna be different this year. Like, I'm gonna be. He's like, I'm scoring this amount of goals. I'm gonna be the top goal scorer. Blah blah. He's like, I'm coming back. And everyone was like, I'm ready for Son to be back. Number nine, Son, like going at it. Um, And he's properly taking that serious. I think he's. I just think Son's on a different, different. He's just a different breed right now. I'm I'm like too scared not to own him. but a little bit hesitant to captain him when I feel like he probably is a good captaincy option most weeks. Um, he's he's said himself yeah. personally that he wants to get goals. He wants to be the top goal scorer yeah. this year. Um, so, yeah. I, remember back I mean, then, yeah, I guess, I guess the, thing, the thing to note as well is, on you know, as much as Madison's out, Benton Kerr's back fit for his first yeah, game yeah. as well. So he'll yeah. come in straight to start. Uh, Benton Kerr's clearly, obviously, a very, very good player. But again, he played 290 minutes in uh, South America. So playing that much football when he's just returned, Maybe again, he won't be back to being fully, fully up, up to you know match fitness. But he's clearly a good player. So, what do we I know? Mean, what's what, happening what? with Matty Cash? He's Matty, he's, I think Matty Cash is fit. So he basically um, missed the international break with an injury because he didn't want to aggravate it. And Poland were already knocked out. So I just think he just he just didn't go. He, he's fit to start. I think he's already trained. Uh, so I think. I'm going to start him, basically, because I don't trust Kabore off my bench, even though he has an OK fixture. And I think I'm just going to bank on the fact that Villa, I still back them to get goals in this game. And mm-hmm. Cash is, Ooh. you know, obviously we know, spends a lot of time in the opposition half, in the opposition <laughs> box, even good for a goal or assist and just preying on that. Oh, if he's back, I might actually do a minus four. <laughs> oh, oh, Cash. Yeah. Do you want to bring Cash in? in? Yeah. Really? I actually don't so mind. Week, I it's been a bad but he's him. still a great option. Oh, he's shit. I, really high oh, I'm still tired because yeah. Thomas woke me up for this. I was looking at, I thought he was playing Fulham, but he, they just played Fulham. Fuck's sake. Never mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, he's um, rubbish. Yeah, yeah, he's awful. No, I quite like uh, it. A yeah, lot of people are going to be going off of Matty Cash um, in the next couple of weeks, which yeah, I, I, I like. The like. Run I'm hoping after... next week for Bournemouth, people don't have him. Yeah, he'll probably be in yeah, my wild. Yeah. He'll be in my wild card in game with fifteen. He's got top fixtures. Tough fixtures going forward. Yeah, but he's he's good. Yeah, he's he's... Got, he can sprinkle them around. You can he's he can be one of those players you can play on and off. Yeah, my yeah, my team yeah. my team is incredibly makeshift this week. I don't think I've had a more rogue team in a while. It's like I've got Matoma, Cash, Ferguson, and Branthway in my starting four. Um, what are you doing with Matoma? Yeah, what's, what are you doing out. with Matoma? He's done. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think he's fit, to be honest. Um, but they do he's have not. a mid. They yeah. do. <laughs> no, he, 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 he confirmed he's not. 
Oh, yeah, just this, this, he's not playing. this morning? <laughs> Today. Presley, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Because um, yesterday he was training. Um, but yeah, it's okay. Then I'm getting rid of him for Eze. Um, that makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Because on, oh, yeah, he's 50% now. Um, yeah, so I'll get rid of him for Eze, uh, which is a bit of a bummer because I wanted to save a, a transfer. But I've got Ferguson for this week, and, I, and Ferguson's fine. Did he say anything on Ferguson? Um, no, I don't know. I, didn't I see think Ferguson's fine. Ferguson played midweek anyway. He came off the bench um, for international duty. Um, so yeah, yeah I'll, I'll bring in Eze. It was Eze or Palmer, but I think I can. Palmer's so cheap, I can get rid of any other midfielder just to go straight down to him. So it can happen at any time. So I'd rather go Eze right now, where he's got the fixtures. Um, he's he's honestly he's always looked very good. Um, he's always involved. Yeah. Um, just kind of player that can get you a really big haul, but also consistently kind of tick along with six pointers if needed be. Um, and with easy fixtures, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, I went down that route. Me and Tom both went down that route, right? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, game week six yeah. or five. Um, and he's dreadful. just dreadful. He's completely, yeah, he's completely dreadful. put me off it. He's dreadful, but he did give me a six pointer. Um, yeah, yeah so I, had, I get I United I had him for three weeks and I think I benched him for the one-pointer and got him for the three-pointer and the six-pointer, which wasn't too bad. Um, mm-hmm. But not ideal. But yeah, 6.1, I just think is really, really good value for a talisman. Um, and it's in a side yeah. that is decent going forward. They're not amazing, but they are solid. And with Luton, West Ham, and Bournemouth, you can expect something. Um, on penalties yeah. too. So I'm just going to run it for three weeks, see how it goes. My, I'm not going to lie, my team's becoming more and more makeshift after every week. Like last week I brought in Ferguson and this week I bring in Eze and I just feel like it's getting more and more differential, um, which yeah. concerns concerns me a little bit, but um, it is fun. No, but I think that's the, that's the thing. I think you always want to obviously start FPL very template and then once you have more information, et cetera, et cetera, then you can bring in the, the differentials. Um, I think that's always the move. Like I've got in my team, you know, I've got guys like Livramento, Castagna, Darwin. You know, all of these guys are pretty differential. So I think when you yeah. get into this stage, you can all you can always do it. Yeah, I mean, my my defense kind of scares me. Gabriel, Cash, Van Heck, Brantwaite, Shimakas. It's like rotation central in there. But um, yeah. like, I'm not even kidding. Brantwaite's in my team most weeks, and I genuinely think he's a brilliant option. I I I don't see why anyone shouldn't have. I just started and. Then- yeah, so on Bradway, it was, you know, I find him to be a very good option simply because I think Everton are actually quite a decent option at this point. Um, we will pick up clean sheets sporadically. Um, it's hard to pinpoint when, but I think this United game is pretty good for it, um, for a really rogue one. Um, if you look, I mean, the past two weeks, what was it? United played Fulham, um, who they played? Fulham and someone else, and they were both 1-0, like really late wins, weren't they? Yeah. Even the Sheffield game was... Oilands. Oilands out as well. Yeah, um, so... Yeah, I'm feeling. I think Luke Shaw might be back, but maybe off the bench. Um, so that hasn't worried me too much. Um, but yeah, I, I think generally this this could either be. I think Everton could win this two 0 If I'm fully honest, um, if they're really up for it, and United are as poor as they've been. Um, we've also it's at home uh, with everything going on with all ten point deduction and all that. You could see a decent performance coming in, but he's in my starting lineup for this week. And he's actually, I'm, I'm saying this now, he hasn't had a single shot on target or even a shot at goal this entire year. But he's a, he's actually a very, very good aerial threat. And when the ball is pumped into the box, he's basically always up there. Don't know how he hasn't got his head on something yet. Um, but I'm expecting a Brad Thwaite bullet header in the next couple of weeks. 
So, <laughs> making the call now. He's four. He's four point oh. So you can't. You really like, can't go wrong having him. I think he's the best four point oh option as well. He's definitely better than Kumpore. Definitely better than Van Hack. Also, uh, speaking of defenders, what are we doing with Simicas? He seems to be a bench. Uh, easy. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> definitely benched, but moving forward, he is absolutely doing my head in. That's the only thing. Yeah, I mean, I think after that performance, after that two assists, that's huge for owners. You still keep them in there. They must keep him in the team, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. That shows, shows, you know, how, how much better an out-and-out left-back does than Joe Gomez. Because, you know, at the end of the day, when you have a left-footed, proper left-back rather than a centre-back, they get forward and they give you assists. And it's Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm happy. I'm very happy. Even though I benched him. And it's I benched him, him as well, that's why. <laughs> at least long-term when you look at it. I'm happier that I benched him than sold him. So yeah. if, if if I want to be positive, that's how I'm trying to view it. Um, he still might yeah, get anyway. a way out for me at some point, but right now he's, he's yeah. good. He's but good. right now he's a keep. I think well, on talking of differential, there. talking of t- differential defenders, Livramento, Chelsea at home. I mean, as we, I mean, we were just completely gassing Chelsea up before, <laughs> but they still, they still have outside of. Outside of you know nine man Spurs and kind of a freak game against City, they have struggled in front of goals. So I'm kind of hoping for something there. And he's really really good going forward. Yeah, so I hope so that he good. has a good because if if basically if Livermore has a great game against Chelsea, he's nailed to start long term. Which you look at Newcastle's fixtures and his and his price and the Newcastle defense. If he can keep himself nailed in this Newcastle team, he's he's again a potential must have. Um, so I'm hoping I'm hoping that he does me good. Um, but yeah, if he doesn't, then yeah, he'll be out. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I have no interest in Livermore. So I think it's it's similar to Van Heck and Shemakas. It's too much for my head. It's way too much. Yeah. it's a lot of rotation. I don't know. I feel like it's Van Heck's different. Van Heck's different. It's I think it's yeah, between Livermore and I think it's between Livermore and uh, what's his name, Chelsea guy, um, Hall, Lewis Hall. Hall, yeah, between Livermento and Hall, and because Hall's suspended or not suspended, he's he just can't play. He can't play against, yeah, he can't play against Chelsea. He's got an opportunity here to nail this position down. So he's a hundred percent starting this week, and then I hope he just does enough to keep his spot. So he's yeah. just one to keep an eye out. I think not bring in, but just keep an eye out on. Yeah, that's fair. Um, is there any? If you guys remain, in, you're looking at Matoma. Would you only look at Eze and Palmer? Is there any rogue options that you guys would pick? And Burma, of course. And Burma, yeah. yeah, really he's like more expensive. He's more expensive, but yeah, yeah, but um, he's worth it. I tell yeah. him, I'm on, I'm I mean, on that boat with you as well. I think he's Burma's a good option. Yeah, like I spoke very briefly about him, but I think when you look at Burma again, he's. I think I would class him slightly ahead of Palmer. But but, yeah. but he's just a lot more expensive. That's different. He also like his run of fixtures after this Arsenal is really nice, and he has yeah. a blank game week in game week eighteen. That's the same weekend that uh, City also is blanking. So yeah. up until I mean, then, at... I think he's doing really like it's really really nice fixtures. It's Luton, Brighton, Sheffield, Aston Villa. Like, yeah, that's he's lovely. just again very similar to Palmer, where he does his without penalties. His numbers are still really good. But again, Brentford are a team that weirdly just get a lot of penalties. Um, it must. I mean, if you look at the stats, I'm sure it's because they spend a lot of time in the penalty area, all of the standard stuff that means that you'd win a penalty. But, you know, because obviously some penalty takers just never end up getting penalties, but he does. But he doesn't need that. Yeah. Like, I think he's something like 0.6 XG, non-penalty XG. So, I mean, and even so, if you watch Brentford highlights uh, after every game, he's so involved. He's literally involved in every single thing they do in front of goal. And... 
yeah, I just think he's a, a really, really good asset. Nailed, 90 minutes, all the good stuff. And great fixtures. Bright, bright Brentford create against every team. Like against yeah. Arsenal, I'm sure he'll get a big chance whether he takes it or not. Um, so yeah, I really, really like him. And then I'm going to do Palmer in a couple of weeks when I, as soon as possible. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm probably going to join you on the Umbuemo train anyways. I, I could be it's unideal that it's Arsenal this week. Unideal that it's Arsenal this week. I think Arsenal are yeah. potentially the toughest defense in the league, harder than Arsenal, harder than City. Um, but I still, still back him. I still back him. Yeah. Because yeah, I was looking, I was looking, I was looking at the betting odds as a way to decide as well. And Umbermo has the exact same odds, plus one ten, as Palmer this week for a goal or assist. So that didn't Ooh. help my decision at all but they had the exact same odds <laughs> yeah so you would then say that cole palmer is probably the better value because he's cheaper <laughs> you could say you could say that but next week he has luton at home compared to brighton so exactly yeah so it, it, it measures itself out yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah, i like that i do like that you know what i yeah, okay. what i what i could do is i could go to Eze for one week and get my luton away fixture and then go straight to luton again with Mboima. But the problem with Mboimo is it's a transfer you're going to have to make later down the line because of the blank. I mean, I guess you don't have to get rid of him, but you're going to be, if you have Haaland in your team, you're going to be playing both of them on the bench, which does weaken your team that week quite drastically. I mean, the small issue with that as well is Luton away versus Luton at home are very different teams. Like uh, for Mboimo playing Luton at home, that you know, Luton have really, really struggled away from home, but obviously at Kenilworth Town Stadium, you know, the old cranky stadium they they get really get behind their team it's very much a 12th man over there and you know we saw against Liverpool they really really made it difficult for Liverpool I think um who else Spurs as well Spurs really struggled there so yeah it's not not at all been a place that teams have gone and enjoyed uh, an yeah. easy game yeah there'll still be it's still be good opportunities but yeah definitely a big difference between the two um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I do do love chasing a, a Stratford or a losing fixture run. Um, yeah. Well, I think I've, I I think you could argue that Burnley are probably easier than Luton right now. That's why I would I would target them over Luton. Yeah, that's true. That's that's probably fair. Um, yeah. But Burnley are a lot worse than people really expected them to be this season. Um, mm-hmm. But Burnley, do, I mean, Sheffield have easy fixtures coming up. But they've got Bournemouth and Burnley, so all the crap teams are playing yeah. each other right now. Um, well, yeah. I mean, we didn't we didn't even really mention him, but uh, if Bowen's out, that makes Kudus a really good option, yeah. doesn't it? Because yeah, it does. he could be playing as a striker because Antonio's out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did see that there was some concern that Kudus was also injured and played through his injury to get uh, Ghana qualified for the World Cup. So that may be a bit concerning that he's playing through injury because, again, as we say, Christmas spell can't play every minute. Um, but I think he could be a fun option if Bowen's struggling. Yeah, I'm still keeping Bowen this week, anyways. Like, I don't want to burn. I don't want to take a minus four for him, and I can play without it. So, yeah, just... no, exactly. I think if you've got a transfer to do, like Kudus definitely was on my mind instead of um, Umbermo. But again, I think as I, I've mentioned all the reasons why I prefer Umbermo. But if you've got, yeah, if you want to go for a fun differential, he's definitely there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know how long we've probably talked about Kudus on this pod like two years ago, a year and a half ago. Um, because he's been linked for so long to the Premier League, and he's ridiculous. He's actually just a ridiculous player. Um, and I, I'm, I think Moyes will have a. I mean, he's already come to the point where he's basically playing him ninety minutes every week. Um, there's been some injuries and whatnot to kind of force that in, but he's 
I, I think he's confidently in that first team at this point, um, especially with the bone injuries and all that. He'll be relied on for a bit of a goal-scoring threat. Um, it is difficult, like you said, though. I saw that injury stuff. I imagine he'll be fine and he'll play through it and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, he's he's a very fun, fun option. He just is so involved. He's everywhere. He's one of those guys. He's everywhere. I mean, people watch him at the World Cup. Yeah. He was just lightning. Like, Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, actually, so finally as well, I guess one final team we haven't really talked about is uh, Arsenal. So if you would you be looking at someone like Saka to bring in? Uh, I guess he's definitely the guy that you would uh, that you would always go towards for Arsenal. It's tough. Um, I Saka's really disappointed. It, like I say, he's disappointed this year, but he had a really good start uh, where he was just kind of consistently ticking along. Um, he had good numbers and whatnot, but it's been poor recently. I, I generally don't think Arsenal are as good as people make them out to be. I don't think they're a top two, top uh, maybe not even a top three team in the Premier season. Um, I think I think, I think, you know, I think what you mean is they're top. They're not a top three attack, maybe. Uh, no, I, I I think they will struggle to finish in the top two this year. I think they'll finish third or fourth. Um, I think Champions League's not a guarantee for them, if I'm fully honest, especially with the UCL and everything going on. Um. I, I just there's I think the whole striker thing's a massive issue, uh, which they should have corrected in the summer. Jesus is he's so clearly not a number nine, um, but they they're very happy to continue doing that because it kind of works for the system. Where it gets Saka and Martinelli involved, but it's in my opinion without a threat like a really 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 threatening striker who can just be that guy in the box all the time. Um, you, as a top, top, top team, you, you'll come to so many issues because when it, when things get really, really rough, teams like City can rely on just pumping it into like good balls, good chances into Haaland. Um, it's not easy to do that with Jesus when you have to play the ball in and play intricate football um, to find your wingers and get people in behind. It's just not as easy. It's, it's a more difficult type of play. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm not big on Arsenal. I, I, I generally might think about getting rid of Saka, but the fixtures are so good going forward. Oh, they're not so good, but they're good. Uh, for attacking fixtures, they're good. It's Brentford, Wolves. Yeah, definitely not, uh, still, definitely not a priority. So. Yeah, but I do think just because of price, and I think there's so many guys that are expensive and worth having um, these days. Like If you do want Trippier back in, if you want Reese James in, um, if if you want Haaland and Salah still with Watkins and whatnot, Son, um, Saka's a fair sell, in my opinion. Like, I think yeah. even, even like selling him for someone like Palmer, like I don't think the drop-off is that big. I don't think it's that big, and I think the three the three mil that you get from it is quite um, it's quite important. Nah, for for sure, I I I definitely agree with that. Like, well, yeah, his numbers his numbers have significantly dropped off, and he's been very disappointing. Like, I think I I disagree with you. Where I I still think they're clearly a very good team. I think I said before, I think they're the best defense in the league. They make it so so difficult to create chances. Like, I think Saliba is still underrated i i potentially think he's the best sense back in the world maybe that's a, a push but every time i watch him he's a rolls royce he really reminds me of peak van dyke seriously yeah. reminds me of peak van dyke um so i just think having a guy like that in the team makes it makes you know getting out clean sheets very very doable so i think I'm, I, my plan long term is not to get saka or any other arsenal attacker but i really want to find a way to get into the arsenal defense mm. and the guy that i've been looking at is ben white like when I look at, I know he's a bit more expensive, but I think you have your Gabriels and stuff who are cheap, but not not a ninety-minute man. He can be a bit of a rotation risk. And then you, it's a quite a big jump to Saliba. 
And then I think once you go to that jump to Saliba, it's worth paying that little bit more for Ben White just because yeah. he does get forward. And he is he is an attacking threat. Like I wouldn't say he's like gonna score goals week out, you know, week in, week out, but he's be- much better than Saliba in the box. And he finds himself getting on the end of chances. He overlaps, does all the standard fullback stuff. We'll we'll get some goals and assists. So and I think Arsenal good good for clean sheets. So I think it's also it's also fair to say that Arteta's thought somewhat changed um, changed things up this year, where he's it's become a lot more secure. I think they're they're not playing as the the same expansive, risky football that they tried at times last year. Um, and he's mm-hmm. he's he's he knows for a fact that it's really hard to win the league without a really secure defense. Um, and he has yeah. cleaned that up, and so that that part is definitely looking good. But like like we were saying before, the attack, the attack is definitely drained out a bit. Um, there's just not the same, not the same fluidity and confidence that there kind of was last season when you were watching them. I mean, last season it was it was lights out. Uh, it was goals every every cup, like 20, 30 minutes, and you'd expect them to come, chance after chance. But this year it just feels a bit dry. Um, yeah, like you said, it might be a good good idea to do that, do what you're doing. The Arsenal defenders are tough though. None of them really stand out. Um, that's why I'm happy to sit on Gabriel because I do know he's a starter, but it's just like he's gonna be rotated at times, and we're gonna be pulling our hair every time he does it. I mean, that, that's the thing. And the games that he does get rotated for are the clean sheet bankers, right? Like he'll get rotated at Burnley at home or Sheffield United at home, which because they think that Key Walk will, will do the job for that game. Cool. Uh, so it's kind of frustrating that he'll play for the Liverpool away, but he'll get benched for the Burnley at home, the one that you actually want him for. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm definitely avoiding Gabriel for that reason. Yeah, that's fair. Um, do you not have him in right yeah, now? Yeah, I think that's... No, I don't have, I don't oh, have any really? Arsenal. I've I've, yeah. I've, got, I've got Gabriel. I still think yeah. yeah. I actually, I actually don't so, mind. Yeah, you know what, Pierce? I'm feeling a, a 15 pointer coming very soon. I really am. It, it's the I've got kind yeah. of a weird, a weird team for this week. I've got triple Villa versus Spurs. I got triple. <laughs> I got double, double Liverpool versus City. I've got Newcastle against Chelsea, and I've got yep. uh, Brentford against Arsenal. So it's just I've yeah. got tough fixtures, but I think the players are good. So I'm basically hoping for like a. Like Villa to win three nil against against Spurs. <laughs> I mean, I still have Pedro Porro in my team, so yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's still right. There's a few. I think yeah. There's yeah. He's still after right. After break, there's always guys that you look at in your team and you're like, oh, for God's sake, why do I have this guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I think right now is a decent time to talk about this. Um, but keepers, is there a time? Is there a switch? Is there a group of keepers mm. that we've kind of? I actually come out on top. I was gonna mention. I was actually gonna mention it before while we were talking about it. But I think there's a real argument to be made to switch Ariola to Leno. Um, yeah, I was just I talking. Like I was just talking about Fulham's fixtures, and I think one thing definitely that uh, Leno has over Castagna is Leno's a shot-saving monster. Like he he'll just always pull up like six saves, and then he'll have the occasional like eight nine saves. Uh, and then when you pair that with a clean sheet, that's you know a three points plus three bonus plus clean sheet, and he can easily, easily break 10 points just on a random game week. He's kind of what we were talking about, what Jordan Pickford could be. Um, and especially yeah. when you have guys like Polina there, they do so much legwork to to keep the Fulham defence in check. And he's arguably the best defensive midfielder in the league outside of uh, Rodri. So having that on a team like Fulham is just huge. Um, and yeah, he's a bit more expensive as a keeper, 4.7, I think, but his fixtures are really, really good. Um, and if you can manage to rotate him with Ariola, maybe swap him for Turner instead, you can get a nice little uh, combo going. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, his last big game that he scored was game week six. He got 10. He got 10 points. Yeah. That's really freaking good. He had, what, three saves? But that's the thing. The further my bad three really bonus. Fixtures, it's, yeah. But, I mean, um, looking at his saves, he but he's just face. always capable of, of breaking that 10 points just randomly. So, yeah. He's, he's gotten th- above three points nine times a season. Eight, eight times. Yeah. But- Eight times, so that's eight. eight I mean, that's the thing. As a few of them are eight. That's the, yeah, that's the other thing as well. Is he doesn't need clean sheets to get his points because he could lose his clean sheet, even lose like three nil, but he'll get like six saves and get yeah. four, three points, and so, sometimes even a bonus. Even so, even a bonus. So like when a usual goalkeeper loses their clean sheet, sometimes they get one point, whereas he'll get he'll probably get three points at least. So you're, <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, but it adds up. It adds up over the course of a season. Yeah, There's no, it's still the same. Yeah. Yeah. I if I'm if so just to give an alternative, I think Leno is a good option. I'm not I just don't I don't think I'll ever bring in a Fulham player this entire season just because I do not understand them as a football club. I don't understand Marcus yeah. Hill as a manager either. Um so I, I just don't like watching Fulham, I don't like investing or whatever. But I really, really like Sanchez coming up uh for the next couple of weeks. Once once yeah, Brighton and Manu are out the way. Even I think once Brighton's out of the way. Um, he's actually someone you can make a goal. Like a, I, I never yeah. make transfers on goalkeepers. I almost always use it on the wild card. But um, I might just do the whole Ariola Turner rotation. I mean Ariola uh, Sanchez rotation, um, and kind of just keep that. I mean, you don't even you don't even need you don't even need Ariola. You could honestly just take that two mil two point yeah. two and just say I'm playing Sanchez every week. Yeah. Because um, he's got very very good fixtures. So yeah, I think we've spoken. A lot about Chelsea, but there's good reason because I think very, very doable within the next four weeks to triple up on them. Yeah, um, and I, I think Chelsea are going to continue to just get better and better and better. Um, yeah, they they haven't hit their peak. I think that's quite clear, just because they've been without so many players anyway, and it's also a new manager, so things do have mm-hmm. to gel a bit. Um, this hopefully this fixture run coming up in sixteen to twenty two ish. 21 is, is going to prove something useful because I think a lot of us will be relying on them as budget options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so okay, before we kind of like go off, should we give uh, a differential of the week and then uh, captains? Because this is a good week to talk about captains and stuff. I mean, we, yeah, we briefly discussed captain before, but yeah. we can say who we, who we think it Probably. is right now. I'm doing um, just to get it. You're in Holland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think. I, I'm on Watkins right now, but I'm. I'll see if Ooh. I have to hold it. I'll see if I do. <laughs> um, Probably. Yeah. I, I think I'm. I'm on Son right now, but I really, really, really do like the idea of Watkins. Um, I think I'm going without Holland, uh, captain for sure, just because I haven't done it yet, and this is the only week where I would have the balls to do it. Um, there really isn't. Like, if I look at the next couple of weeks. He's got Spurs at home. Don't mind doing it for that. Villa away. Don't mind doing it for that. Luton away. Palace at home. Like I, I could theoretically do all four weeks there. Um, but this week, I can kind of get away from it. Um, so I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. We'll see if I hold on to it. But and then uh, big differential of the week. I, I think Dom Cabot Lewin might have a good game against United. Um, okay. So that would be my like really because like I actually do think strikers are quite needed right now. Um, Ferguson's yeah, turned yeah. out to be a bit of a mess um, so I kind of wish I did go for DCL like I was speaking about last week but um, 
yeah, I think I think DCL's a, a decent option going forward. The fixtures aren't perfect for us, but um, it's a bit sporadic. Like you got Forest and Burnley between Chelsea and Man U, Newcastle. So it's not it's not amazing, but DCL's also yeah, a player yeah. that can kind of pull away and and only got. My differential, I'm probably going to say Raheem Sterling. Oh, uh, you bastard. <laughs> is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Yeah, but I got uh, something I think, I think Chelsea are pretty set up to have a good game here. Like Newcastle have a lot of injuries. Chelsea, as we were saying, look like they've sort of turned the corner. Um, and I, I could go with Palmer, obviously, but I don't want to. So Sterling's more of a yeah. differential. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'll do that. Tom, and you also. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's Tom, Pierce, you go. Yeah, I was thinking it's either going to be Ethan Pinnock's going to grab a nice header off corner, or uh, Connor Gallagher's going to, or or uh, Gallagher's getting that assist uh, against okay. Newcastle. So a big five pointer for Connor Gallagher's your differential. I have to say, Tom, this this feels like with everyone talking about uh, Son, Watkins, whatnot, DRB, whatnot. This feels like a Kulisevsky week. It really, really. Uh, yeah, I was, I was thinking. Uh, I did. I was just looking through the fixtures. I did think Kulisevsky. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. because because it's a high line, you could see him just like playing nice little balls in behind um, for Son. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem with him is like, even if he does play those nice little balls in behind, the, the odds that he actually gets the assist from it aren't that high, just because he still has to run in behind and take the shot at or pass it or whatever he's going to do. Um, but yeah, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised to see a nice Kulusevski week. Uh, he's for some reason. I wish I could have him in my team just so he's like aesthetically. I could see him in my team just like yeah, I've Kulusevski. Yeah. It's a nice little differential, but but he's not really worth it for being honest. Yeah. No, he's his numbers just aren't aren't great. Um, he I mean, he does a great job for the team, and like Spurs fans obviously love him because he does. He's very direct. He gets down the line well, and he always beats his man. But he's not you know within the box. He's not getting in goal-scoring areas. But, I mean, he does play 90 minutes, so when the game opens up late, he does sometimes find himself in, like, a really good chance late. But, yeah, that's uh, not not the best FPL option. Yeah. Wait, so, Tom, who was your captain? I was going to do Watkins as of now. Yeah. He's on He's on me for right now. Yeah, I need to decide between him and so on. Um, I'm probably going to have to... Because I think a big... One of the big decisions that I was... Well, that I was would have taken me away from Watkins is that John McGinn basically um, he he came off injured for Scotland, which I think John McGinn is crucial for Aston Villa, absolutely crucial. If he's he if he was out, I I would be so annoyed that I had Villa assets just because he's in, he's so underrated. John McGinn is seriously a good player, yeah. Um, but it seems like he's fit, and um, yeah, I think when he's fit, he completely completely. Uh, controls the tempo for Villa defensively attacking in possession. Yeah, so I'm happy that he's fit because I can actually think about Watkins. Yeah, yeah, this could be one of those masterclass weeks where you have three guys playing against a tough away team and they come out with points on each of them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I I am worried about Son. It's going to be a last minute decision for me. I might have to just do a bit of research that convinces me to do Watkins instead. Um, but if I can't yeah. find that, if I can't find enough, then I'm probably going to stick on Son. Um, but yeah, anything else to cover? I think we we had a very very long pod. Thank you. So I think yeah. <laughs> Wrap it mean, all International up. break Wrap pods up. are always quite long. I feel there's lots to talk about. Yeah, yeah, lots to discuss um, because we haven't spoken in a couple of weeks. But yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, perfect. Lovely.